0: Hey guys, just want to do a quick, quick preface to this video or this audio. Um, this is Doyle's message as part three of our series uh, that we've been publishing as kind of the foundations of why Impact on Purpose exists, why we do what we do, and uh, really what it comes down to is relationship with Jesus. And all, all of what we do and all of what we care about um, stems from that relationship. So this is part three of that series. Hope you guys enjoy. What's up, guys? This is Impact on Purpose. Change your home and your dome by making powerful choices and loving others well. We hope you enjoy the episode and remember, brace for impact. Uh, this passage from James chapter 1, verses 16 through 18. This particular passage, I would say, uh, represents one where. You know, it's one thing to study the Word. It's another thing to have the Word tested to find out if we're, uh, if we're living out what the Word says. And uh, if, any, if any season has tested whether we can hold on to this passage, uh, this season has been it as far as all the different things we've had to face. So let me read it. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers and sisters. Every good and perf- every perfect gift is from above, Coming down from the Father of Lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change, of His own will He brought us both by the word of truth that we should be a kind of firstfruits of His creatures. Every good and every every good and perfect gift. Uh, if there hasn't been a season that tests the statement, God is good, and what's the next part? all the time. If there hasn't been a season that hasn't tested that one, we, we've been through one. And we've been through a time that represents, uh, as John Eldridge says, like a savage assault. Life as we've experienced it in so many different ways, whether it's been uh, COVID, whether it's been situations with uh, things like my dad is facing with stage four cancer whether it's been the loss of family because of what we've been through, whether it's just the uh, disorienting experience we have of, uh, I'll tell you, walking through an airport where everybody's wearing masks is just so, it's just such a, a strange experience. And it's been like this assault on for us who believe that God is good, but it's been an assault on our confidence that He's good. It's been an assault on our union. It's hard to just hold on to him sometimes in the midst of this. It's a a time where we keep practicing the reminder to ourselves that God is good and He's the creator of everything we love and He will be the rescue in our faith. But I don't know about you. There have been times in this season I've gone, Lord, you know, we how much longer can this go? Am I alone? Anybody else feel that way? Let me try it again. Anybody else feeling that way? I mean, it's like, and then, you know, you don't dare read too much in the media because um, just to let you on a little secret, most people are saying this is going to be around for a while. You know, and then schools are going to start. And then we don't know if that's going to create more issues. And, you know, back and forth. And so we're pressing in, we continue to press into a, a whole area of life that we've never imagined. I mean, I don't think any of us imagined. Uh, I think about the fact that, you know, it was last December that we were sitting down with Stephen and Stephanie and talking about uh, wedding plans and all of that. Never in our wildest dreams would we, did we think we'd be at the end of August wondering if we can be, we'll be able to use the wedding venue because of the restrictions of COVID. It's like, what in the world? What in the world? And um, so the only thing I can think of is that, or the way I relate to these things and all the things that I have to face and we have to face together uh, in different seasons, sometimes individually, sometimes in our family, sometimes as a church, is we're walking through a transformational experience. Uh, The goal always is for us to experience what it means to be a new creature in Christ. The goal is always to experience going from being orphans to mature sons and daughters. And uh, if you haven't been around long enough to figure this out, you will figure it out sooner or later that this journey takes a lifetime. It's an ongoing process. We, we don't just go to sleep one night, wake up the next day, and it's all done. If, if it is, we're probably dead and in heaven. But we're on earth, we're going through this process. And one of the things that we do know is that the ultimate thing that Jesus wanted for us when he went to the cross is for us to be connected. And who did he want us to be connected to? You can shout it out. The Father. His ultimate goal, his, his greatest joy was to have his brothers and sisters connected to his Father so that we could enjoy relationship with the Father as he enjoys relationship with the Father. But we know that everything in this life is battling against this connection. And Jesus knew it was going to be a battle. That's why He went to the cross and He fought so hard for us. And He fought for a sense of joy. And I want you to think about the fact that He fought for joy. And maybe the reason He fought so much for joy is because our brains desire joy of connection more than anything else. If If we feel a sense of connection, if we feel close to God, If we feel close to our families, if we feel close to our church family, and we have that experience of joy, there's a lot we can take. And so that's what is so important for us to realize in this season. We've had one volley after another thrown at us. One fiery dart after another thrown at us to to test whether we can handle these things and still maintain a level of joy in the midst of it. Some of us easily get distracted. And in saying that right now, it just woke up a couple of you like, oh, oh yeah, I sure do. I'm here. I'm still here. <laughs> and sometimes when in our distraction, we, we start heading in the wrong direction. And there's a story... And if I had thought about it sooner, I would have had the video of this and make it easier for you to picture. But you can probably picture uh, a nature video of baby turtle hatchlings hatching and crawling up out of the sand. And typically what they're supposed to do is, after the mother turtle lays her eggs hidden in the safety of the beach, sometime normally during the night, the turtles hatch, and what's their immediate natural instinct to do? They start crawling and going to the water, normally to the ocean that's in front of them. And the reason they do it at night is because it's cool outside, and by the light of the moon they make their way to safety. But the only issue is that a large percent of the hatchlings don't make it. Sometimes they don't make it because birds come in, predators come in, and and eat them. Um, Some of them are not ready to swim the necessary distance to make it out there, so they drown. And some of them don't survive because they don't move in the right direction. And the reason for that is what's happened more and more as cities have developed around oceans and around beaches, as those hatchlings those little baby turtles are crawling to go towards the moon and towards the water, there's another light that distracts them called city lights. And the city lights start distracting them, and they're looking at the moon, and they see another light, and they turn themselves around and start crawling off towards the city. And like I said, I wish I had the video to show you, but the documentary that is available on YouTube shows these hatchlings wobbling into the city, into the busy streets, into the sewers, and even trapped in garbage on the road, and they don't have any chance to survive on their own because they've gone the wrong direction. And the only reason they are in this place is because they followed the wrong path. And the reality is we're all like those baby turtles at different stages of our life. We get hit with something, And our tendency is to wobble and start turning the wrong direction. And so I just want to take a few minutes this morning to remind us of what is available to us in our connection with the Father. And so it's Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Starting at the third verse. And actually I'm just going to read... Instead of to verse 17, I'm just going to read to verse, verse 11 or verse, uh, uh, verse 13. Consider him, meaning Jesus, who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. In your struggle against sin, you've not resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons and daughters? My son and daughter do not regard lightly the, Lord, the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by Him. For the Lord disciplines the one He loves and chastises every son whom He receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons and daughters. For what son or daughter is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline... In which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons or daughters. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as it seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, for the moment all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the, the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. There's two reasons, as this passage communicates for us, there's two reasons that the Father disciplines us. Two major purposes that we can easily get distracted from. And they're summed up in the reality of what Jesus said when He summed up all the commandments in a simple statement. So help me with what that statement is. I'm just doing this so you can breathe a little bit behind your mask. So what were the two commandments that Jesus Said, sum up all of the commandments. Right, Right. exactly right. Love the Lord your God with your whole your whole soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. He connects us to the Father for two purposes: to teach us to live as sons and daughters. And to experience His good pleasure of being in relationship with us. Let me say that again. To experience His good pleasure of being in relationship to us. I keep repeating this. I repeated it a few weeks ago. Seems like it's been forever ago. But He has greater pleasure in you than you really have in Him. I mean, think about your ability to love God compared to His ability to love you. And there's no comparison. His love for you is exponentially greater than any love you can give back to Him in return. And so out of His desire, His pleasant desire to be with us, we have the privilege to return to Him a love with our whole mind, soul, and strength. And then, out of that security of our relationship, we're able to love others. Hopefully, with the same love that He extends to us. We're able to love with honor and a sense of wanting someone's well-being even when sometimes they're not as as interested in our well-being as we are. So our connection to the Father by Jesus assures us that we'll grow in these two areas. And the more we grow in our understanding of the Father's heart, then the greater is our ability to extend the Father's heart to others.